Hey folks, today we're talking to Brian Thomas, who killed a 14-point non-typical buck in Wake County. It's got a very unique looking rack, uh, and we're going to get him on the line and see how the hunt went. Hey Brian, thanks for joining us, and congratulations on a crazy looking deer. What can you tell us about the hunt? I, I honestly had never seen him before. I never had, I've had, I've had my trail cameras up for probably, uh, ever since July and uh and I I never saw him on camera. Um I was actually hunting a uh, mainframe ten pointer that I had been seeing in that area and, and had him on camera a couple times and uh, I was in the tree stand I got in the tree stand kinda late um Tuesday afternoon and he uh I, I was I was sitting there and I saw a, a eight pointer come out and he was probably he wasn't very tall. I mean he wasn't very wide. He was a tall eight pointer and uh, he was out of velvet and had pearl white on his antlers real pretty deer and i got ready to shoot him and then whenever i did i saw three does come out behind him and i was like huh and uh something something in my mind you know growing up i've always been told you know the big buck's gonna be following the little buck and and the does around you know letting him go out and get shot first so i just sit there and i waited and i waited and uh, i seen the deer walk out bit from the wood line and whenever he did um he had his head tucked down under the beans and I couldn't see what it was. And uh, I sit there a minute and sit there a minute. And uh, he kept kind of strolling along the edge of the field. It wouldn't ever pick his head up. And I said, well, that's got to be a big buck. And uh, whenever he stopped, he, he kind of picked his head up a little bit over the beans. And whenever he did, I looked at it. And I was like, what in the world is on his head? And I was like, that is, that is not that, that mainframe team. And I said, well, I said, what? I said, what deer is that? And he put his head back down and he, Kind of kept moseying along the edge of the field, and uh, I whistled at him to try to get him to look up at me again, and uh, he wouldn't stop. He just didn't pay, I didn't have a care in the world I was there, and uh, finally I had to holler at him, and when I hollered at him, he picked his head up, and he turned, and he looked at me, and he was, he was standing broadside, and uh, I, I put it right through, right where it needed to be, and he, he ran about maybe maybe 20 yards and fell down, so, um, and whenever I got down there, he was, I'm telling you, I I about had a heart attack. I'm not going to lie because uh, I, I was like, oh, my goodness, what in the world is on this deer's head? And, uh, but he, he, I mean, he was, he was just absolutely massive. He, he wasn't very wide and that kind of threw me for a loop at first because I figured as big as, as old as he was, you know, he would have some width on him, but he, he did, he wasn't wide, but, um, I mean, just the mass on his antlers. I mean, I, I've, I've never, I've never killed anything. I've never seen anything in any of the counties that I hunt that look like him. Yeah, he's definitely a, a very unique looking looking buck. And uh, it, is there? It, I, it's hard to tell from the picture, but is there is there velvet on his antler, or that's just? No, no, he's actually in full velvet. And um, I actually, when I went to grab him, when I went to when I got down there to him. I went to grab his antlers to, to pick him up and look at him, and his antlers were just, I mean, warm. Like, I mean, you could just feel the heat coming out of his antlers. And oh, I was like, man. wow. I was like, I was like, wow. I was like, he's still in full velvet. And I was like, that's kind of weird because, you know, I had seen the first book that come out. He was n no velvet whatsoever. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and whenever I actually I actually called one of my buddies that's the game warden, and uh I was talking to him about it, and I said, "Dude, I said I have no idea what I just shot, man." <laughs> he's like, "He's like, what do you mean?" He's like, "What did you shoot?" And I was like, "I was like, don't worry, you know, it's a buck." I was like, "Don't worry." I was like, "But I was like, I ain't never seen nothing like in the world." And uh, 
he was like, well, send me a picture of it. So I sent him the pictures, and uh, he actually called me back the other day and told me that the biologist that uh, that he talked with um, said that he's been in the North Carolina wildlife biology for like 20, 25 years, and he said that's only the second deer that he's ever seen in his career with that much mass on his antlers. And he said what it was from was a uh, low testosterone deficiency, and he actually had really small testicles. And what it was, was he said that whenever they're that small like that, they don't produce enough testosterone to make their antlers harden. So they stay in velvet all year. Oh, wow. How about that? You know, that's interesting. I was going to ask you when I first saw the picture, I was going to ask you if he had any, if he looked like he had any injuries down there in his privates. Cause you know, a lot of times when a deer has an antler, like has antlers like that, you know, people will say, well, you could tell where he'd gotten hung on a fence or something earlier in his life. And, and, you know, that, uh, has an, uh, that kind of impact on their antlers. So that's interesting to hear that. And, um, and that, that, yeah, so it was warm. Like there's still blood running through the, the velvet. Yeah. In there, huh? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was kind of surprised at that because I mean, I've been hunting, I mean, good Lord, I've been hunting ever since I was five or six years old, and, and I've never in my life ever killed a deer in full belt. And uh, whenever I shot him, I was like, I was like, gee, I was like, I don't know what to do with him, you know, because I don't <laughs> want to mess up his antlers or whatever. So I called my, my one of my real good friends, that's my taxidermy, taxidermist up here in Willow Springs, and he, um, he, I, I, I actually, he was on his way home from the beach when I called him and he, he said it was about 10 o'clock and I said, Hey man, I'm sorry to wake you up. He said, nah, nah, I'm on the way home. And, uh, I said, well, I'm going to go drop it. I said, I'm going to bring him over here. I said, I don't know what to do with him. And, uh, he said, all right. And I took him over at him and he was telling me about the, um, that he had to freeze the antlers, you know, to stop the blood or whatever. And then once he drained the blood out of the antlers, he would have to inject it with some, uh, like epoxy stuff. So that way it would make the antlers stay plump you know once he gets mounted or whatever so yeah, um yeah I, I i i've never never killed one like that before and uh i'm actually he he actually yeah, I, I stayed with him over there while he kicked him finished keeping him out and doing all that taking the hide off and uh we actually popped his jawbone out and i want to get it aged like by a professional but my taxidermist told me that he would be hard pressed that he would say 100 percent he's at least seven years old he said he's probably mm. more like nine or you know eight or nine years old. He said, but wow. I'm willing to. He said I'm willing to say 100 percent that he's at least seven years old. Wow. And uh, man, how about I that? Said, I said I'm gonna tell you right now, dude. I said you keep on talking. I said you're gonna make my head blow up like a balloon. I said because I ain't never. I mean, I, I do like that. To, I mean, especially around the area where I hunt. I mean, <laughs> yeah. for him to get that big and that old. Yeah. I mean, he's. He he's got to be a he's got to be a smart smart boy and uh, and like I said my my wife she called him a, a ghost deer and uh, yeah. she said uh, she said you've been hunting that deer for four years and I said I sure have been and uh, well I I thought I had been hunting that deer for four years but I've been hunting that that mainframe ten yeah, and uh, yeah. and and he just he just happened to he just happened to be in the wrong place at the, at the right time and I was in the right place at the right time so. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, it was definitely a once in a lifetime experience for me. Um, I, like I said, I, that, that's the biggest book I've ever killed by far. I mean, mass wise, I mean, he wasn't, but, um, he wasn't like 15 and a half inches inside spread. But, um, I mean, I killed one last year that was like 22 inches wide, but 
he won't he, he, just a mass on that deer i mean i yeah. i've personally never seen i mean even at the dixie deer classic and stuff i've never seen one with that big a basis on his head yeah yes yeah, definitely definitely unique and 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 huge and uh did, did you did you ta- I, I know it's kind of hard when a deer's in velvet to to get any kind of score on it but did he give you any kind of estimate as as the he, he said he had no idea because he said he's never scored like a non-typical like yeah. him but he, he said he has scored typicals you know rough score typicals before but he said with as many as many splits and as many drop time uh, he had two drop times and uh, as many, you know, as many drop times and, and split main beams and all that that he had, he said he would have so many deductions if he scored him as a typical deer that he didn't want to even guess about that because he said he wouldn't he wouldn't score out anything with the way his antlers were like that in a typical yeah. scoring or whatever. Right. Yeah, I, I honestly have no idea what he would score. I, I'm, I'm curious to find out and. Uh, like I said, whenever whenever I get him back from my taxidermist, I'm gonna take him somewhere and have him real score or have him scored or whatever. Because I'm curious myself to know what he was scored. But yeah. uh, the the base of his antlers was like I said, it, it was between seven to seven and a half inches the base, and wow. then all the way out to his main beam point, he was he never got under six inches. He was wow. six inches around at the tips. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was um. I, I, the more and more I got to look at him, and I tell you, even now, I mean, it's been almost a week since I killed him, and I just, I'm, I think I'm still in shock. I, I don't think <laughs> I was kind of settled down and realized exactly what I did. Yeah, but, um, that's understandable. But he, he, he was, um, he, he was definitely once in a lifetime, and, and like I said, I, I talked to a guy that hunts through the woods from me, and he had told me that he had, he had him on camera two years in a row, and. uh I told him, I said, well, you won't have him on camera this year. And, uh, but, but he said he had been seeing him around on, on his property a little bit here and there. But he said half the time, whenever he saw him, it was a night and, you know, or it was real late in the evening or something and he won't dare. But, yeah. um, but he, he just happened to slip up that one day and that's all it took. So, um, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely kind of still at a loss for words at, at how big he was. Yeah, man, that's a that's a great story. That that's a you know, man, he must have had him a really good hiding spot, and uh, and like your buddy said, came out you know only at night, and except for that one time, and uh, you ought to you ought to play a trick on your buddy when you get him back from the tax dance, <laughs> hold him in front of his camera. <laughs> yeah, go hold him in front of his camera. Say, I don't know what happened, man. He come back to life already. He got him on camera again too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, nah, he he. Where I, where I killed him at? Um, I, I didn't have I didn't have any corn out or anything, and and he just I, like I said, I just happened to be in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, and uh, I, I I'm I'm kind of starting to believe more or less that if you just hunt them wild instead of putting corn out and stuff you, you get a chance at a bigger buck because a bigger buck gonna know that corn didn't fall from the sky you know what i mean yeah and if his natural if his natural feeding habits don't change then you know he ain't really got nothing to kind of be skittish of so yeah, um that's right but like i said he, he just it, it was a shock man uh i, I tell you I, I don't do i don't do uh much muzzleloading hunting but i'm telling i'm very thankful that uh that, that I that I that I took my muzzleloader with me that day. Yeah. Uh, I had a Thompson Center uh, black powder with fifty caliber bullet. 
All right, awesome. In- it was it was uh, gr- uh, the green power belts. Okay, and how far of a shot was it? It was a hundred. Well, I'm I'm ru- I'm guesstimating rough because I I didn't range him or anything. But whenever I shot him, I stepped it out. I, I actually opened my hunting app on my phone and measured it through with that little measuring tool they have on there, or whatever. And uh, it was roughly about 160, 170 yards. Okay, all right. And what's uh, are you overlooking like a clearing or, or are you just it, it, in the woods? It was it was a bean field. Okay, all right, all yeah, right. Yeah, and, it, it was a bean field. All right, and uh, how about your ten pointer that you're after? Have you have you seen him since? I have not, and, and I've been I've been over there. I actually hunted uh, a little bit toward. Uh, I hunted on uh, Thursday, Friday, and then uh, got to hunt a little bit Saturday. And I haven't seen him yet, but I, I've seen a bunch of those. And uh, I actually saw that eight pointer um, yesterday afternoon. I went over there to, to check on the property or whatever, and the, my little eight pointer was standing out there. About in the same spot where I shot my big deer at, so right. I, I seen I seen the eight, but I haven't seen I haven't seen the ten yet at all this year, except like except from camera. But um, my 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 wife's family they 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 uh they kind of live around the area and and they they've been telling me they've been seeing my ten, but I, I haven't seen them out in the daylight yet. All right, all right. Well, that's good. You know. A lot of times uh, somebody kills their target deer early in the year and then they don't have anything, you know, that's kind of a letdown, but, but you got the best of both worlds, man. Cause you, uh, you still got your target buck and you just killed something incredible that, um, like you say, was a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was definitely a, uh, he was definitely a, a, a prize. And I, I tell you, like, I tell you, like I told my buddy when I shot him, I said, you know, the man, I said, I was sitting there and saying, and I was just thinking about, um, my uh you know i a lot of people don't especially this day and time you know they don't want to believe in anything and all that but uh my grandma she actually my grandma and my grand granddaddy passed away two years ago and um i I, you know i just i kind of felt like somebody was with me you know what i mean and uh and and at that point in time i just you know you're sitting up there and you're just kind of looking up at the sky, and you, you just kind of feel you just kind of get some chill bumps. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and and that's what happened. And I was sitting there, and I got I got some chill bumps, and I was like, I was like, man, I was like, you know, that, that just felt kind of weird, you know, and, yeah. and it just felt like somebody was there with me. And you know, I I hate to, you know, because I know some people don't don't believe in this stuff, especially now nowadays. But you know, I, I kind of felt like my grandma and granddad were there with me, and uh, right. that kind of that kind of made it a lot real special to me anyway oh yeah well good good man that's uh hey you had somebody to share it there with even though uh, that, you know that's exactly right that that's what i felt like too you know i, I kind of had to take a minute you know when i when i shot him and got down there and i, I just kind of i just kind of looked up and you know you, you know you just kind of feel it and yeah. uh you know I, like anytime i whenever my grandma and granddad were alive anytime i ever killed anything I, I always took it right to their house first. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I always showed it to them because, you know, they, whether or not they liked the hunt or not, they were always the big supporters. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, I, I always took it to them first and, you know, it just made me feel good. And whenever I killed him, I, I just kind of felt like, you know, I, I didn't need to take him nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, uh, I got you. That, that they were already there and, and they, they kind of saw what happened and, you know, for all I know, with the, with the way he was in that book, you know, I might have a little help. Too. Yeah, but, yeah. But, hey. uh, but yeah, he, he uh, like I said, I mean, he, he was he was a ghost because, like I said, I had never seen him, never had him on camera, and uh, he just 
he, he just, I, I mean, if I, I just, I just kept thinking to myself after I pulled the trigger, I said, you know what? I said, if I shot that little eight pointer, I'd have never had an opportunity to see that deer. That's and, exactly uh, right. Yeah. You know, just, just, uh, just something tells you sometimes you're just sitting there and you're just like, just wait, you know, just have patience and, and patience ain't one of my strong suits by any means whatsoever. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad I left the safety on on that one. I sure am. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, there's a sounds like there was a lot of lessons, and um, you know, the whole thing, even even down to the taxidermist telling you, um, you know, what he was going to have to do with it, because I'm sure a lot of people kill deer in velvet and they don't know what to do, and they probably ruin it, you know, before the taxidermist has a chance to preserve it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And yeah, the, yeah. It was it was a learning experience all the way around. Hey, I, yeah. I sure appreciate your time and um, appreciate you sharing your story with us and letting us share it with our readers because. Uh, you know, that's a great deer that deserves some recognition, and um, I'm sure our readers are going to love it, man. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time, bud. Hey, no problem. Thank you, too. All right. Take care. Yes, sir. How about that, folks? Brian Thomas from Angier, North Carolina, with a big non-typical, still in full velvet, this late in the year. Check it out on our website. That's just a rack you need to see. You, as much as we talk about it, you can't really envision in your head what this deer looks like so check us check it out at carolinasportsman.com and uh we'll have a show for you next week hope you tune in i'm your host brian cope signing off